What's up, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. I got a really good show planned for you guys today. We will be talking about some Olympic stuff, and we got some good news going on with the Pistons. So without further ado, let's get this show started. again welcome back to the 14th episode of sports talk with me your girl Whitney B y'all we is moving okay that's all I gotta say is we're really getting through this and I'm I'm doing it and I'm I'm here and I'm doing it with y'all so I really 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 appreciate everybody all of my followers all of my um supporters everybody who watched the show listen or however you get your sports talk news in, I just want to start this show by saying thank you. I know I always thank everybody, but I really just want to let you guys know each week how much I appreciate you for real because this this isn't easy, and I and I do this for y'all, and I and I I got a lot of stuff in, so we're gonna kick it off real quick. I want to start by just saying um, I know last week we were talking a little bit about Naomi. Well, for the past couple of weeks we've been talking a little bit about Naomi. Well, it is uh, confirmed earlier um, this week or over the weekend, Naomi did uh, finally go ahead and say that she was not going to do Wimbledon. So she did um, withdraw from Wimbledon, and she's going to focus more on her mental health and just prepare for the Olympics. So it's good that we will see her in the Olympics this year, starting next month in July. But for now, she has um, withdrawn from the Wimbledon uh, competition. So we we want to again just uh, uplift Naomi. Let her know that she has people out here who supports her and what she's doing, um, especially with getting her mental health together because it's not easy, especially coming out to say, you know, that you're dealing with these issues. But furthermore, just the fact that she wants to work on it and as and to build her as a woman and a tennis player, I'm I'm all for it, and I'm happy to see that she'll be coming back sooner than later. And, you know, just doing the Olympics. So that's my little update there on Naomi because I told you guys once I found out where, I will let you know. So we're in our next episode, and this is your update here. So, again, let's just continue to pray, uplift, and support Naomi Osaka and the things that she has going on. Um, in other news this week, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court did finally side with student-athletes on getting a form of payment for being athletes uh, right now the most athletes are getting is scholarships to these schools. And then these schools make millions of dollars uh, on the backs of these athletes who kind of struggle to probably get a four for four. We don't know, which is, is crazy. So it, it was going back and forth where student athletes should get paid and, and blah, blah, blah. Do I think that student athletes need to get a check like they're in the NFL or something like that? No, but I do think that there should be some kind of stipend or, more amenities for athletes because I've been in college with several athletes um, who, yeah, they got scholarships to go to the schools like anybody else. I was in school on scholarship um, and, you know, nothing was, you know, given to me, but these, you know, these players, they go out and they risk their health. You know, a lot of time I, I didn't have to study long nights or late nights because I was in practice and things like this. So it's a lot of sacrifices that goes into the back end of being a student athlete there in college. And now the U.S. Supreme Court is saying, you know what? We see it. 
And we want to help y'all. So maybe we, we'll start to see more endorsement deals out here and just hopefully more amenities. Like, you know, if the Fords wanted to, you know, put somebody in the F-150 or something, you know, as a, as a, um, endorsement, that's what I'm trying to say. If they wanted to do, endorse someone and give them an F-150 or something to drive around, take some pictures and do whatever you do on Instagram for a little bit. I think that that should be fine. Um, I, I don't think that people should be penalized for that. The only slippery slope in it is all of these players are not going to go to the NFL. You have so many colleges, you know, so many different levels of, you know, collegiate sports you can play on. Um, and then you have maybe one or two percent of these athletes that's going to actually make it into, you know, the major leagues, baseball, basketball, football, whatever it be that they want to do. It's not going to be for everybody. So then how do you decide and how, how, I mean, how do the players or where would the endorsement deals or things like that come in? So then maybe it start to be, a hater situation, I guess, if, I, if I'm going to be frank. Um, you know, oh, I don't want to block for you because you getting money, I'm not getting money, or you got this deal, I don't got this deal. So now it's like who – it becomes more of a competition between players than a game amongst the team. So I don't know how far or how much further that's going to get. I, I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court did side, you know, with the athletes on – on getting some kind of form of payment or amenities. So we'll see, you know, further in the future how that goes. And, I, and again, I do think that they should get something, some kind of extra amenities, something, um, stipend, something, not just a full-ride scholarship. Like, yes, okay, I'm getting an education, but for, for many of us that know, it's not just the education, you know. Some of these schools allow these players to pass by. They have tutors. The tutors do all the work. Um, these kids are not really getting the education, and then, boom, they don't make it into the league, and then now, now what are we doing here? And I'm not saying that that's the athlete's fault or, or blaming the institution or anything for stuff like that, but this is why I mentioned previous in, in previous episodes that education is important because it's only a certain percentage of the athletes that's, you know, going to make it. So you want to make sure you do have that fallback, that education or something, a plan that if, if basketball, you know, don't work out for me, what am I going to do next? Where can I go? What field do I want to be in? And that's something that we should push student athletes to think about as well. So again, we'll see how far this goes or, or what happens. But in other news, the Detroit Pistons is doing good. Yeah, my co-host Rip Rip is in the house now. Tuesday was the uh, draft lottery for the NBA. Y'all, the Pistons got the number one pick. So now it's been a lot of talk. Ooh, is the Pistons gonna uh, draft K Cunningham? K Cunningham. Um, some people don't think we need a point guard. Some people saying we do. Um, it would be a, a really young team. If K was to get drafted on the Pistons uh, for next season and then start playing, okay, very, very young team, like probably all under like 23, 24, um, the starting five. But some people are saying that the Pistons may should take the pick, trade, get some other weapons, you know, like basically like a, a hell of a trade, like the Matthew Stafford and Jerry Goff trade where, you know, he was traded, but it was like 
ton of picks that came with the trade. So people are saying, oh, the Pistons is in this situation, blah, 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 blah. Well, we haven't got the number one pick in over 50 years. So this was all also like big news, but it's what will Troy Reaver do with this pick or what direction he's going in. In a, the press conferences afterwards, um, after the draft, um, he, he wouldn't tip his hat, duh. We don't expect that because then – is uh, what are we doing here? But he did say that the team did have their eyes on a couple of people um, that would be up in the first round. They're um, higher up to be picked in the first round. So he didn't say necessarily that he was looking at Kay Cunningham, but everybody here in Detroit, especially in Michigan, um, that's who they want to go with. Uh, it's just, to me, it's, I'm just excited that the Pistons got the number one pick. Like, the last time we were so much higher up, they drafted Darko Milicic. Milicic, however you say his name, Darko. We know it's Darko. When the Pistons drafted Darko, it was like, I can just almost remember the dark cloud that came over the state. Like, who, who is this? It almost puts you in the mind of kind of when the Pistons, I mean, not the Pistons, but the Lions be drafting people and the the. The people who run the draft on TV or whatever, they never have highlight films for these people. Like, who, who is this running back that the Lions is drafting? That was like Darko. Like, where did he come from? And then what did he do for the team? Like, it just – so, you know, with the Pistons being able to draft this high up in the lottery, everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, what would the Pistons get? We need to at least get top three. And we ended up getting the number one pick. So, I'm – I'm just really, 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 really optimistic, especially this next season coming up for Detroit sports in general. Like, even the Tigers, the Tigers are not having a phenomenal season, but they're doing good, and and they're working in the pieces that need to be worked in so that they can continue to do what they need to do. It's like all of the Detroit teams have been branded with this rebuild, retool, fixing it up um brand and and it's it's like it's we're starting to see changes we're starting to see these things work out so it's exciting to see what the Pistons is going to do with this and just just to get LCA at a point where the palace used to be everybody is excited everybody's happy to come to games and, and we're rooting our team on and, and 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 we're happy to root our team on especially the Pistons and as well as the Lions like the the Lions pack out for a field all the time. How? I don't know why, you know, it's not like people go to see, well, people do go to see a great game, but half the fans is like, they're going to lose anyway or whatever. Me, I just go to have a good time. I love football. It's entertaining. And I do hope the Lions win every game, but that's not always the case. And it doesn't stop the, the ticket sales where it's different on the other end of basketball. Only real loyal fans that go out to see it. Um, season ticket holders and stuff like that, but you don't have people excited to go and see these sports teams anymore. And and I hope that here in Detroit, the culture, the pride and everything, and just with the teams making the necessary fixes to do and be better, this will bring that sports fun back to downtown Detroit. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. In other Pistons news, guys, Jeremy Grant is going to the Olympics. I know I said in the beginning we had a little bit of Olympic talk so we'll be talking a lot about Olympics um, later on now in the second half of the show. But um, James Harden 
of the Brooklyn Nets, he dropped out of the Olympics. He wanted to go ahead and make sure he rehabbed his injury in, cor- in the correct way. So James Harden, he went ahead and withdrew from Team USA, which opened up a spot for Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is a Detroit Piston. This will be our first Piston going to the Olympics in a while. So I'm just excited. You don't hear hear a lot of great positive things when you know people talk about the Pistons, and now the Pistons is going to be in several people's mouths all across the nation on, on top of having the number one pick. Now we have a player entering into the Olympics. So I'm just really, really, really proud of Troy Weaver and what he's doing over there and, and just what he's instilling into the players, the young players and some of the um, seasoned players. Well, it's not many of them on the team anyway. He got rid of them. But just, just, just how he's molding the team and building them and pushing them to be great players, especially for the future. And, again, I'm just excited to see what we're going to have or what we're going to do. Now, Carl Nassab, I'm going to move on. I, I don't know if it's Nassab or Nassab. Um, in news, we've been having a few ways to uh, pronounce his name, but he came out uh, this week as the first openly gay player to be active in the NFL. Now, he had a video on Monday where he shared that, you know, this has been something that he's been thinking about uh, doing for a while now. And um, he just now he's comfortable enough with coming out to uh, uh, let people know that he's gay in the video that he released. It was on Monday. He said that he's a very private person. Now, a lot of my the wheels in my head started turning a lot here because. I know it's Pride Month and it's good to do that. And I really feel like he opened the door for a lot of other athletes um, who may be hiding in the closet and wants to want to come out or other openly gay people who's afraid to play in sports because of maybe the stigma or what people may think. So he definitely um, opened the door and paved the way for that, started good conversation. And especially seeing all of the other athletes that came out and supported him just, you know, um, appreciate him for coming out and owning his truth and just supporting him. Like, Hey, we look at you the same. It's nothing wrong with that. Like me personally, we here to do a job, you know, as long as you doing what you got to do, because Carl is a defensive end, you know, Carl last year, he had a, um, an interception for a touchdown. So he's a great player, but let's keep personal, personal and business on the field. And that's it. Like, I, I don't think nobody should care what anybody want to do or as long as it doesn't interfere in their business where I was a little more kind of confused that is when he came in the video he said that he was private and he didn't like a lot of people in his business so I mean what what was this about you know like what was your number one goal for making the video like did he feel like somebody else was about to out him did he feel like he just wanted to do it. I don't know. I don't know, but it's really, it's like a slippery slope to me when we do these things like, Oh, I'm a private person, but I'm going to make a public announcement about something and then ask people to respect my privacy. Like you would have more respect if you didn't say anything, but I mean, maybe with it being pride month to me, this was the perfect time. If if you were going to come out with it, you know, make it celebratory around everybody like having pride does not just mean you're a part of this community 
we are I'm I take pride in a lot. You know, this is a very much time of independence and freedom for people across the nation. So the timing and everything I feel like was perfect for Carl. It's just I don't know if his word choice, I guess, would he, I would have used the same words. I don't know. But anyway it goes, this is the first openly active gay player in the NFL. When the video came out, it took me back to Martin Sam. If you guys don't remember Martin Sam, Martin Sam was a, a hell of a, a collegiate athlete um, in, in, in NCAA. He came out as gay, and he's – he smashed his last season in the NCAA. Phenomenal player. Could really be on the like the, the watch team for all of the NFL. He was drafted in the NFL, but never played an actual game. Actually, how he retired, I don't know. But he retired out of the NFL, citing that it was too much on his mental health and he needed to get himself together because he got so much backlash. Like, the outpouring of love that Carl is receiving versus the negative press that um, Sam got, Michael Sam, it's just really weird. And I'm glad that we live in a different day where people are more comfortable in their skin and who they are because maybe if if this was his time today, he would have made it through the NFL and and could have been an MVP person or a, a Super Bowl winning um, athlete, we don't know, but the press pushed him out of the fo- of football. You can't have a gay player. Nobody wanted wants you in the locker room and blah blah blah. Where now we're living in a completely different time. So shout out to Carl. <laughs> shout out to him for just coming out and being who he is, and 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 wanting to own his truth and being that leader. And, and an example for people who's going to be behind him, who feels, you know, that maybe they can't do it because of who they like and who they love and or whatever. Now, in sports, about, like, gay, um, I was looking at out.com, I mean, outsports.com, and I was reading about how, um, when I was reading on Carl a lot, I, I saw that we have a transgender uh, woman competing in the Olympics. Now, this is a first for the Olympics, period. Um, but the, the the athlete is coming from New Zealand. Laurel Hubbard um, is the first openly transgender person who will be competing in the Olympics this year. Laurel will be competing in the weightlifting aspect of the games. And I'm kind of confused on that. Now, Hubbard is now in her 40s. She started transitioning in her 30s. But a lot of the times Hubbard was, you know, at the time when Hubbard, before transitioning, was trying out in the Olympic trials for weightlifting as a man and not making it. Since transitioning, now, you know, she's in a better position. She's competing with women. And now New Zealand has, you know, Laurel in for um, weightlifting. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's fair at all. I think we're at a time where we can maybe put together Olympic games for transgender um, people. I don't think it's fair that a man, a born, a, a person born a man should compete in sports with women. You're already physically capable of doing things that I can't. 
you know, at this point, I feel like just hand Laurel the gold, bronze, silver, something. She, she going to win something. You're compete. You have a man competing against women, and it's not fair. You know, me as a woman, and I hope I'm not, you know, making anyone feel a certain type of way, but it's not fair. It's not fair to me to have to weight lift against somebody who's physically better at, at it than I am. My prayer in this is that, yes, I do want to see Laurel do good. I don't want no one to, you know, not win. We all compete to win. But I do hope to see a woman actually outshine and beat out Laurel because this is a woman's competition. So, I, and I don't want to exclude transgender people, athletes, anybody from anything because we all should be treated, you know, with fair respect, but fair respect, not okay, well, I'm not making it as a man, um, so let me go ahead and transition it into a, being a woman, and then, boom, here I go. Like, And I'm not even saying that's what Laurel did. You know, very much so, Laurel is Laurel. You know, have been Laurel inside, but physically, it's not fair. But, hey, in Olympic news, we got our first transgender um, woman competing in, in the weightlifting competition. So we'll see how that goes and we'll see how this goes in the future for other people who, who may be transgender and want to run track or, you know, play basketball. We don't know, but Laurel is definitely opening the door, um, starting conversation there. If we can remember, um, a little, a couple, a few weeks ago when TMZ caught up with Bruce Jenner and I had that in the show, when Bruce Jenner was saying that Bruce, he, he didn't feel, I'm sorry, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn was saying that she didn't feel it was um, fair to have transgender athletes competing in um, sports against, you know, women or men if they're opposite. And a lot of, Caitlyn got a lot of backlash. Oh, well, you should t turn in your Olympic medals. Well, let's remember, Caitlyn competed in the Olympics as Bruce. You know, Bruce Jenner, the man played in the decathlon and won. It wasn't Caitlyn. Even though Caitlyn has always been there, we don't take that away. It was still fair. And I just feel like, you know, it should just be fair. And that's all. You know, I'm not sure how strong Laurel is. If You know, I don't know. But I do, I do hope to see women actually beat out women in this competition. You know, let's take home the gold. Let's make it fair across the board to everyone. So I don't know. And, and it's just weird because I have yet to see or have hear about it. So if you guys hear about it and know, please send it my way, a woman who's transitioning into a man that gets into men's sports. Um, we hear a lot about it being the other way around. And this is actually a first for the Olympics, but let's just see how the future, what the future holds and wh where um, this takes us. In more Olympic news, Shakari Richardson from LSU, whoop, whoop. She is the fastest woman in America, and she's on her way to the Tokyo Summer Olympic Games. Um, on Saturday, Richardson dominated in the 100-meter dash, causing her to clinch her spot there. And according to uh, people, she'll be there only uh, representing America for the 100-meter dash. She won't be doing the 200-meter dash, and I'm not sure. Um, I didn't see that. In the article there. Now, what's very, very, very interesting about Shakaria? Shakaria is unapologetically her. After all of this press, she's been getting a lot of negative press about who she is. Oh, she got a long weave, she got long nails, she got tattoos. 
People want to call her a man. People want to call her a rat. It's so much controversy here when, I mean, who, I never read on track that you couldn't have long nails. And a lot of the women she was running against, black as well, had, had nails. They might have not been as long as hers. But clearly her nails didn't stop her. You know, against all odds, she beat, she beat out everybody. With all the stereotypes and all of the, the negative negativity and everything against her. And she's not changing who she is. I also salute her because she revealed um, to the press after her win that she had just lost her mom the week before. So not only is she going through, you know, grieving or trying to grieve as well as, you know, finishing and following her dreams. Now you got people talking about you a man because of the way you built and all of that. Like, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And what I love about her the most is she don't care. She don't care. And you shouldn't care. That's the problem with society today. We, we so wrapped up in what we think stuff should look like and who, who should do this and what athletes should wear and not wear. You know, let's go back to when I was talking about Serena and Venus a little bit ago, a couple of weeks ago with their bees. People had so much problems with them bees everywhere. And, yes, it was an issue the, the time that the bees was falling out on the court. But, I mean, look at it. Serena caught so much slack about her 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 body type and the tennis uniforms took good. Nike made her uniforms specifically for her. Now you got Shikari. Oh, her nails. She shouldn't have No. What I see is, is, as I shared to y'all before, my daughter started running track this year. She's going to look at somebody like Shikari Richardson and have somebody to look up to. She's not this polished person. She don't have this idea of beauty look like everybody. She's just her. And I don't understand why, because she got a long weave, that should take away from the fact that she's the fastest woman in America. Like, what do that have to do with anything? Like, why all of a sudden is she a man? Is she, is she a man because she she's fast? Like, what what is this about? I I, I honestly, if y'all, I'm going to go back to the um, graphic for everybody who's watching this. Shikari literally ran across the finish line with her hands out like that, like what you guys could see, because she knew, she knew the position that she was in and what she was up against. And above all, like she said in the press, oh, I pray my family is everything. And she did this for them, for her deceased mother. And, and could you imagine being 21 years old, still young, still impressionable, you out here following your dreams, in which we all wanted to do. When I was 21 years old, I wanted to go to the Olympics for track. Marion Jones was my idol. And we haven't had a Marion Jones type athlete in, in, in this realm for track and field, especially for young black women. Now we got Shakari Richardson. And instead of us being able to celebrate and be happy, not a press want to spin it. Oh no. Let's talk about her, her, her being the fastest woman, her, her doing a hundred meter dash like no other. Let's talk about that. Let's not let's not talk about her nails and her hair and her tattoos. We all got a few tattoos, and if you don't, that's on you. Uh, you can't control and dictate what people want to do with their body. That's not fair. And I and I'm happy for Shikari. I'm I'm very, very happy. Young lady who can bring home the gold. Go team USA. I'm I'm excited for the Olympics. The Olympics start next month, y'all, in July. 
Um, they're in Tokyo. Tokyo is not allowing anybody from the outside. So if you had a couple dollars and you wanted to fly over there, don't do it. Don't do it because they're not going to let you in unless you got some kind of citizenship over there. Other than that, it's not going to happen. But you can watch it at home. And it's going to be good. Um, before I wrap up the show, y'all, as always, you know, I got my Sports Talk with Winnie B merch. You can go right there on the website, mywinniebcom forward slash shop, M-Y-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B.com forward slash shop. Order your black and white or yellow and pink T-shirt today for the low price of $20. I do ship. We have flat rate shipping here in Michigan and outside um, around the United States of America. So please, if you can, go ahead and head over to the website, support me, and get your Sports Talk with Whitney B. merch. Also, this weekend, we have Shade and Shenanigans on Saturday. Um, that's going to be good. We got a good show planned for you guys um, this week. So head over to RockyRollMedia.com for any other updates. Remember, Shade and Shenanigans every other week, and then it's Love and Success. After the Rocky Road Productions Porch Talk podcast every Saturday follows Vitamin D. Vitamin D is a very fun, feel, ignorant show. I love it. I love it. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, I said every week, you got to watch it. You can find everything there on RockyRoadMedia.com, how you can watch on YouTube, Facebook. All of the information you need is going to be right there on the website. So go ahead and handle, head over, I'm sorry, R-O-C-K-Y-R-O-A-D-M-E-D-I-A.com for your updates on everything going on on under the Rocky Road Productions umbrella. So I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode. Again, guys, leave your comments, your feedback. Email me, comment on the website. Above all things, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, for just listening and being on this ride with me. I love you all. And we out.